The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. It's kind of resonant for me today. It's been it's been coming up in some conversations I've been having with some folks. And um, coming up in my own practice is a reflection around views. And then I noticed that um, when I was away, one of the teachers talked about views during one of the sessions. Um, Dawn talked about views. But, you know, I feel like there's always new perspectives and new things to say. So I'm, I'm going to you know, reflect on it from my perspective and, and offer some, um, some thoughts about how powerful views are and how they um, are intimately connected with suffering, the struggles that we have. I will, I will propose that whenever there's suffering, some kind of view is operating. Usually some kind of unseen perspective or view, some, some belief that's, that's happening uh, in the background of our minds. And so, um, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting reflection to consider how views are formed, what, you know, and how they how they work how they work in our minds the buddha is um said to have pointed to views as being a powerful um process in our minds that is at the root of a lot of the struggles in the world. And we can see this, you know, we can see this in our own country, you know, how different views, different political views lead to so much stress, divisiveness, hatred, violence. And this happens all over the world. And so there's some, there's some like very, you know, gross or obvious kind of views that we can see and understand lead to to suffering. Buddha said that views are at the root of quarrels and dissent. He also, I think there's a there's a quote something like, um, "People attached to perception and views roam the world, offending people." Kind of like that that. Uh, that perspective, because it really is the attachment. The views themselves, you know, views, views allow us to look at things from a perspective. And they're not necessarily problematic in and of themselves, but the problem comes when either we are very attached to them, basically think, I'm right, this is, this is, the right way to see things. Yes, they have another view and it's wrong. (laughs) You know, so we know it's a view, but we believe our view is right. That, that, that kind of attachment to view creates a lot of stress and suffering in the world. 
then there's there's also sometimes we don't see views that views are so subterranean that we don't even know they are happening they we just take them to be the way things are we, we 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 it's like we believe those views so deeply that we don't even conceive there's another possibility it is just truth and so those those can be more deeply buried and those are some of the more um tenacious views in our uh in our minds you know those those kinds of views are connected with taking what we you know, taking what is impermanent to be permanent, taking what is unreliable to be reliable, just so deeply embedded in our, in our minds and our, in our, almost sometimes in, even in our biology. I was talking with someone today and, and said, you know, sometimes just those very, um, those, those views around the stability of the world, like, you know, we look around and, you know, things look pretty stable. These walls have been here for a long time. Um, and so there's that kind of sense of the, the solidity or stability of the world. And some of that stability is formed because of the way our, um, our perceptual process work, processes work. That we, you know, when we look out and see things, the mind stabilizes the world so that we can navigate it. And so there's a kind of a way that, that our very, um, human processes reinforce a little bit or or support or or don't or or we could say don't really expose these uh these ideas of the stability or the reliability of what's happening to be uh views to be kind of an idea or a belief with a little bit of reflection we can recognize or, or think about or understand yes this these walls are not permanent i know that an earthquake could shatter these walls <laughs> you know so we can we can we can we can remember or reflect on that and see oh it's this idea that it's permanent or or stable is just an idea but there those those are it's hard it's hard to to see that it's hard to even knowing that even reflecting on that it's like yeah well yeah i know that that an earthquake could take these the, these walls down but you know that's not likely to happen <laughs> and so we we operate in this realm of the stability of things we operate in this place as if it's stable even kind of consciously knowing that it's not stable we are functioning from a place as if it is stable and so when or if something happens that shatters that belief shatters that perspective points out that yeah this was not reliable it was not stable often we experience we don't necessarily experience the suffering of the view of the permanence of our walls all the time. I mean, it's, it's more the, that that suffering can be revealed when the illusion is shattered. So the, you know, the, the walls come down, there's a fire or, 
an earthquake or something that happens and we discover oh yes it wasn't permanent and and then and then we feel perhaps things like well what you know woe is me you know why, why did this have to happen to me and and so we suffer we suffer so views there's so many different kinds of views so there's these you know the kind of more obvious or grosser views that are kind of on the surface our political views our views and beliefs sometimes about our our um, friends and our families and thing, things we think about um, what we what we're capable of who we are all of these kinds of views they do uh, when they're not understood as views when they're not seen as views it really is in the attachment to them or the um, the kind of the belief in their truth you know if we, if, if we take a view to be truth then there there will be some kind of suffering that comes along with that at some point maybe not immediate in the moment we may not experience it immediately in the moment but at some point there will be a stress or suffering when that view is shown to be a view but views are useful and not all views not all views lead to suffering. So there are, there are, I mean, some view, I mean, some, some views are just like helping us navigate the world. They help us, you know, wander around and, you know, go to appointments and meet people and get things done. So, you know, views, views function in our, in our lives. The problem happens when we don't know them to be views, when we're operating as if they are truth. And so that this is a big part of the um, kind of the exploration around views is to begin to be curious about what are views? What are, you know, what are the views that are happening right now? There's always some kind of view or perspective operating in your mind. And so to kind of understand or be curious about what is the view that's happening right now? I said a moment ago that that not all views lead to suffering. And there's certainly, there's um, views that actually help us to move in the direction of freedom. That's what wise view is. The views of it's useful to to pay attention to experience. It's useful to notice what's happening in the present moment while it's happening and be curious about it as a human experience. That's a view. It's a it's a it's a kind it's a it's a belief. It's a view that um, I I heard that view from my. Buddhist teachers and kind of like, well, I don't know how it's going to work, but you know, I'll give it a try. And so I tried it on and found it to be helpful, found it to be useful. And so understanding, you know, views as views, we can kind of try them on. Is this a useful view? Does this view support me in moving towards freedom from suffering? Move, moving towards more ease, more peace in my life. 
Now we may have other relationships to views. I mean, maybe some, some views we may, may be more practical. Like, does this view help me to get from here to there when I have a job to do? Like the view that my car runs on gasoline and I need to fill it up with gasoline, you know, <laughs> those kinds of, uh, you know, kind of practical kinds of views. So, you know, that view in itself is not like moving me towards freedom from suffering, but it's, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a, an unwholesome view. And it's a, it's a useful view to, to recognize if I don't check the gas in the tank, you know, I need to check the gas in the tank in order to, to know, well, if I'll have enough to get there. So, you know, it's a belief, it's a view, but it's useful. So these, these, there's, you know, there's a lot of these views and beliefs that, that, just function in our in our lives to help us navigate our our world help us navigate to get through our day so it's useful recognizing views as views but then to recognize is it a useful view is it is it helping me is it helping me to get through my day is it is it supporting me to uh, move in the direction of freedom from suffering, or is it creating tension, stress, pain, suffering? Is the view creating stress? And what I'd say is mostly we, we feel stress, we feel suffering, we feel distress, we feel reactivity. And often in the feeling of that, you know, we're not aware so much of what view might be happening in connection with that. And so that's a piece I'd like to, to, to talk about this evening is to kind of explore the connection between when we are experiencing suffering, there is some view, often an unseen view that's at work. Now, if what you're mostly experiencing or feeling is the emotional distress, that's a really useful thing to pay attention to you know, to, to recognize, okay, so there's anger here, there's frustration here, the mind is whipping around, the mind feels, you know, um, very agitated. And so noticing that, that's, that's the first thing, that's the most obvious thing often, when we're suffering is that the experience of the reactivity of the, of the distress itself. And so that's where we start. We start with that that exploration. And then as we can land with it, the practice that we explore here and in all of these events at IMC, you know, to be present with experience, to not push away experience, even reactivity, but to open to it. So we start to explore the experience. And as we, as we do begin to get familiar with, okay, well, what does it feel like to be to have the experience of anger? What does it feel like to have the experience of frustration or boredom or, or confusion or agitation? What is that like? And as the mind can kind of land and, and be with that and not be like pulled out into uh, reactivity about it, then there might be some um, capacity to get curious about what's the belief what what's being believed in connection with this reactivity because there is some belief in there 
often, you know, the, the, there's some basic forms of belief that kind of underlie so much of our reactivity. You know, the, 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 just the simple kinds of beliefs like, um, it's not supposed to be like this. That, that, just that, that view, that, that perspective, you know, it's like, that's, it, it's a very deep, deep underneath kind of um, belief, you know, something's going on and um, it, it, it feels wrong. It feels like that's not the way things are supposed to be. That may be connected with a belief that I'm doing something wrong. I'm a failure. I'm not trying hard enough. Somebody else is doing something wrong. Somebody else is a failure. They're at fault. You know, so there's, there's all kinds of views that can be associated. You know, so like we have these layers of views, but at, at, you know, kind of sometimes at the basis are these very simple perspectives. Like it's not supposed to be like this. This is wrong. And then it's it's interesting to kind of be curious about well what what are the perspectives there? So sometimes it, we we come at it from from the um, uh, the reactivity, and we may you know just kind of see. So for instance, from my own experience with anger, you know the the looking at anger, being with the anger, and then hanging out with it, seeing all kinds of of views, like um, that person is evil, you know, <laughs> you know that person did, you know, a, a, did a wrong thing, you know that, and maybe they did a wrong thing, but you know, so so there's you know, but there's that belief, and um, with that belief, then comes that kind of tightening around, I need to get back at them, or um, they need to suffer, or something like that. I, I saw some of those, some of those views, you know, some of those ideas, beliefs connected with this, the, the belief that the person who harmed me should suffer. That was, that was humbling to see, you know, to see that belief in there. And it was painful you know, to see that the, that the mind wanted somebody else to suffer. And when it was seen as a belief, there was a way the mind just kind of began to let it go a little bit, you know, to let go of that idea of, and, and to, to appreciate, I think in that moment when I saw that view, I appreciated, wow, you know, there's so much suffering in the world because people have that kind of view. You know, it was it was seen as not just a personal view, my fault for believing that, but seen as just conditions of the way a human mind reacts and responds to situations. So the the, uh, the kind of the understanding there was, wow, no wonder there's so much pain in the world, so much distress in the world. This is like the seeds of where war comes from, and it was it was humbling to see. That. You know, that view that I wanted somebody to be hurt. But at the same time, in the seeing of it, then the heart opened to compassion for how much suffering happens out of views like that. And so there was a learning, there was an opening 
that came through seeing the view. So that's an important piece, you know, a kind of curiosity about the views that are happening. It's not, it's not an intention to like find it and then get rid of it, but it's, it's more like to just expose it as a view and then see what happens. See what happens to, um, to the view when it's recognized as a view. See what happens in your experience. See what happens in your heart, in your mind. And so often I find when there is a view that's exposed, sometimes the view doesn't go away. You know, sometimes the mind is holding on to that view. But when it is at least acknowledged, oh, that's the view that's happening. You know, there's, there's some kind of a shift in the experience. You know, sometimes, sometimes when the view is exposed as a view, it's like the whole thing falls apart. The, uh, you know, the, the, the stress or the suffering that was connected with that view just can't, can't stay put together because the view has been kind of the bubble of the, of the, of the view has been popped. It's no longer believed. It's just, oh, that's just an idea. It's just an idea in the mind. And so seeing it as a view, sometimes the whole, the whole set of suffering around the experience can fall apart. Sometimes though, our minds are holding on to views tightly, but what I've seen is still it's useful. You know, the, the perspective of, um, you know, at one point I was working with somebody who was, was noticing a lot of self-hatred and I had worked with a lot of self-hatred in my own practice. So I was very familiar with this and very familiar with the beliefs that are underlying it. And I suggested that that person might just check in and, and notice what the beliefs were connected to that self-hatred. I'm no good. I'm a failure. I'm wrong. I'm bad. You know, those kinds of thoughts often, you know, that, that might be connected with self-negativity or self-hatred. And I said, and, and, and the person said, yeah, I, yeah, I see, I see those thoughts that I'm bad. I see that I'm wrong, but, but I think they're true. I said, that's okay. You know, you can just, like, you don't have to try to disbelieve the belief. This is another important part around looking at views. When we see something as a view, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to try to convert the view into something else. But just notice that it's there. So I I counseled that person to say, yeah, when you see that view. Just know that it is a view. What's happening right now is the mind is believing it's a failure. That's what's going on right now. So, And you don't have to then try to convert it into or tell yourself, I'm not a failure, because what I see saw in my own practice around some of those deeply held views is that trying to tell myself, you're not a failure, was just like, it just reified or reinforced that part of the the mind that was like, no, you know, I, I've got a lot of, I got a lot of history with this. You know, there's a lot of reasons why I think I'm a failure. And so to try to convert that view into something else can, can just lead to conflict and actually paradoxically reinforce that very view. But just noticing that it is a view, sometimes that creates a little bit of space or a little bit of, um, 
kind of the mind is acknowledging, yes, it's a view that I'm a failure. That's what's happening right now. The mind believes this view. And it opens the doorway to the mind to recognizing it as a view rather than simply taking it as truth. There's a shift there that can happen in the mind, a shift from it's just true that I'm a failure from two. The mind is believing I'm a failure. And that, that is a, there's a big difference between those two. And there can be a little bit of space, a feeling of space that comes with that. So I really would just like to encourage a lot, you know, the, the kind of curiosity. <clears throat> a kind of curiosity when we're struggling or suffering about what views or beliefs might be there and not to try to change them or or fix them to something we think would be a better view but just to recognize them to be curious about them and to see can there be some holding of recognizing oh what's happening right now is this view that's happening and and maybe understanding that it is connected to that suffering Maybe seeing as the mind acknowledges, oh, this is a view being held, that a little bit of that suffering shifts. So that's a, that's a whole terrain around emotional kind of reactivity and views that are held with respect to our emotional reactivity. There's a whole other topic that, that we could talk about that I'll just mention here. This is, this is really where you know, my own practice has been in this terrain in the last few weeks um, is around beliefs about the meditation, beliefs about the practice, ideas we hold about how we're supposed to practice or what it means to be mindful. So much suffering can happen when we don't see that we're holding beliefs and views about the practice itself. One simple one that I'll just point to that was more present earlier in my practice. I've been discovering there's just like layers and layers of these kinds of beliefs that, that kind of infiltrate our practice. It's kind of amazing. But earlier in my practice, I'd say one belief that I had about the practice was if I'm not choosing what I'm paying attention to, it means I'm not being mindful. So that there was a belief that the directing of the attention was what mindfulness was about. And if I didn't have control over that, it meant the mindfulness wasn't proper or wasn't right. And that I have since learned is not the case, you know, that, 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 that this capacity to be aware, to be mindful, we can simply settle back and just know without choosing, without consciously deciding there can be an awareness of what's here. But there was so much suffering in the early part of my practice around that view or belief. And so sometimes when we're in the meditation, if there's something we're struggling with about the practice, that's another useful time to check in. What's the belief? You know, what am I believing? And and sometimes it's hard to see those because they're so deeply embedded in how we have learned the practice. Again, we're just taking it to be, this is true. This is, this is the way practice is supposed to be. 